Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Welcome to our latest Z2A podcast with me, Mark, and Jules from the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello and welcome. Now this is where we pick a letter and a topic and we discuss how you can use our tools to improve your own personal development and life. So the big moment of the week, what's this week's letter? So this week's letter, we have chosen R for resilience, but we are going to be particularly looking into what's called emotional resilience and escaping from low self-esteem. So it could actually be the letter E. Yeah, that's true. Well, two letters for the price of one. (laughs) But don't panic. Now, we hear that phrase quite a lot. But what is your emotional response to that when somebody says, don't panic? Do you remember Mr. Mannering? Yeah, Mr. Manorin from Dad's Army. He always used to panic like mad, didn't he? Don't panic, everybody. Ah! It wasn't actually Mr. Manorin. It, it was the other guy. But he used to tell Mr. Manorin to start panicking, but got himself into it, an absolute fluster. And that's what building this emotional resilience is about. It's about how you deal with day-to-day adversities that come along. And unfortunately, we face countless situations each day that we don't want to be in. Half of you wants to get out and run away and never look back. And the other half, the more logical half, knows that, do you know what, that's not an option. You can't just run away. And it's only natural to feel this way. It's called the fight or flight response. Yeah, this will apply to a lot of students who are in the process of revising for exams at the moment, especially those in year 11 who have got the final exams coming up at the end of the year. Now, a lot of them won't realise that they're in a situation that they can't control because these exams are coming anyway, but some of them are trying to fight the system and think, well, I don't want to do this. I'm going to react in a certain way, which is probably defying all logic. But if you really fight the system and think, right, okay, I'm going to make my teacher's lives a nightmare or I'm going to complain or get up that morning and choose to be really, really angry, you're not going to change the situation because the exams are still going to come anyway. When you get to the exam day, you're going to be in a worse state. When the results come, you're going to be in a worse state. So what you need to do is build your emotional resilience. Yeah, really. you do. Because like challenging the situations can leave you feeling, gosh, very sad, very angry, scared or even frustrated. So, yeah, how do we overcome this? First of all, when you come against things in life, you need to break it down. So let's work out what emotional resilience is. Yeah, so you're asking, what is emotional resilience? Well, we have four types of resilience. We actually have physical, mental, social, and then, of course, emotional. Now, some of these things are hard-hitting, and they can really knock us down, but it's about having the courage to stand up again, and that is where you build your resilience. I heard an analogy. It's like a mental rubber band that allows you to bounce back after facing adversity. Now, do you remember at school when people used to build those rubber band balls? So you start with a bit of paper oh, and you gosh. wrap rubber bands around them. Yes. And the bigger and bigger and bigger it got, the more bouncier it got. So I guess building resilience, any type of resilience really, but especially emotional resilience, will be putting another elastic band around that ball. And the more elastic bands you put around the ball, the more chance you've got bouncing back up again. I love that. That's really, really good. Yeah, when we talk about emotional resilience, 
it's not just about taking, I don't know, that hit from whatever that crisis is. It's about the internal pressures. It's about what goes on inside your mind and how you deal with that. And there's always a level of emotional awareness required to be actually recognising when you're experiencing an emotional response that is not helpful to yourself. So it's getting to know and understand the thoughts that are going around inside your head and what your reaction to whatever's going on is. Instead of ignoring what the problem is, trying to face it head on and move forward. Now, it's really easy for me to sit here and say that the actual doing it is where the hard work comes in. So we are going to give you some tips on how to manage your emotional resilience. Yeah, I guess it's like going back to the example of the student who's not revising for the exams and sweeping the problem under the carpet and thinking, well, do you know what? If I don't think about it today, then the problem will go away. But in reality, it's not going to go away because you've still got to go to school. You've still got to hear about revision. You've still got to hear about exams. And you need to face the problem head on and think of a way of how can I study? How can I move forward with this? So what tips have we got for our listeners? Yeah, well, we're going to start with mindfulness. But before we do that, when we go through this, remember everybody's journey is unique. So make sure that you try different strategies until you find the one that works for you. Now, we're going to give you some tools, work through them and find that best one. So mindfulness, totally for me, this is one that works. Started doing this way back in lockdown and whenever I'm stuck, I always go back to mindfulness. So it's a powerful tool that helps you to manage your stress and to boost your resilience. It's about, yeah, taking time to meditate, but just taking that quiet, just quieting your mind down, listening to those thoughts that are going through, recognising whether they're good thoughts or whether they're harmful thoughts, whether they're doing you justice or whether they're actually doing you any damage. And then just letting them come in and go out and focus on your breathing and allow it to come in and go out with absolutely no judgment then that can help you to stay calm during the tough times and that's the key isn't it not to panic like (laughs) (laughs) don't panic mr man we're in (laughs) i think as well mindfulness is one of these ones where people sometimes steer away from it because they think well i don't know how to meditate or that sounds all zenny or all buddhary or whatever I'm going to share a form of mindfulness that I learned during a brain injury program, and it was called Mindful Washing Up. Washing Up? (laughs) Yeah, Mindful Washing Up. My psychologist introduced me to this one, and she said it's sometimes about taking a task that's really dull and probably quite menial on the mind and turning it into something that's mindful. So, for example, doing the washing up probably isn't anybody's idea of joy. I'm going to get it this morning. Oh, I've got to do the washing up. That's really exciting. But it was about just taking in that moment and thinking about what you're actually doing you're washing the dishes up you're making them clean so it's cleansing them but also feeling the bubbles in the water the temperature of the water and so on and it's just about noticing all the different sensations of what you're actually trying to achieve now when I first started doing this our kitchen sink was right by the window so you could look out the window and see the birds they were flying into the bush in front of me as well And then just looking up at the sky and thinking, well, you know, there's a few clouds today, fluffy clouds and the blue sky and everything. And this all sounds very lovely and wonderful, but it is just about taking in that moment and thinking, what am I trying to achieve? So there you go. If you're a teenager 
and you're studying for your GCSEs and you start doing mindful washing up, you're going to be in your parents' good books too. You are going to be <laughs> so in your parents' So it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's a win-win, especially if, if they've got a dishwasher and you decide to do the washing up. <laughs> well, there is that as well. You could mindfully load the dishwasher. <laughs> Actually, but... you could. And this is the, the great thing about mindfulness is you can practice it with anything that you're doing and great example something as almost like mindless as washing up if you do it mindfully before you know it you've done it and you've had a positive experience as opposed to why have i got to do this i don't want to do this that's it mindful walk to the shop mindful tidy your clothes up or mindful putting the washing up in the cupboard once it's come out the dishwasher as well you know (laughs) it's like going shopping isn't it when you go shopping you go to the shops you go all the way around the supermarket fill your trolley up and then you have to load all your stuff onto the conveyor belt then you've got to load it back into your trolley into bags into the car bring it home and then put it all away yeah you could do many mindfulness tasks there (laughs) with the shopping (laughs) but let's move on to the next one about enhancing your emotional resilience is positive thinking and that's something that the future toolbox is all over it's that positive mental attitude yeah i mean we do a lot of work around creating growth mindsets and it's always about looking at a way forward and a positive solution instead of a negative one so perhaps thinking about changing the language from i can't to i can and again we're big big advocates of this because if you've got a challenge or something that you're trying to learn at the moment or you know you've got to do it and you don't particularly want to do it a lot of people will say, well, do you know what? I can't do that. And that's it. It's, it's the conversation where your mind is over. And obviously, that's the worst negative language you can possibly use. If you just change that language to positive thinking and think, how can I? Then all of a sudden, your brain is sent a signal to say, how can I do this? It's going to start looking for solutions. That's the key thing isn't it is acknowledging the fact that you're up against something that you don't really want to do or you're fearing it and it's bringing all these emotional challenges but if you focus on the potential solution then everything then changes that's right and then your mind will start looking for them solutions so simple positive thinking is just change i can't to i can or how can i and just ask that question how can i do this what possible solutions are out there? What could I do in order to achieve that goal or that menial task? And it's as simple as that. <laughs> it's just changing the negative into a positive. Believe us, it works. It really does work. But it takes a bit of practice. Yeah. And like just anything. to keep going with it. Our next tip is self-care. We talk a lot about this. This is something that looking after your physical health will enhance your emotional resilience. So, yeah, aiming for that balanced diet, regular exercise, and, most important, adequate sleep. Yeah. Let's start with balanced diet. Now, sometimes people go, oh, I love to have a bit of chocolate or a piece of cake or whatever. And there is nothing wrong with that because technically that is part of your self-care, isn't it? But overindulging isn't probably a good idea so we always follow the 80 20 rule where about 80 percent of the time we'll eat a really really good healthy diet and about 20 percent of the time we'll have the cake yeah and if you have a balanced diet and you're doing regular exercise the two go together because if you're eating rubbish and then you try and exercise you haven't got the energy have you not at all so if you 80 percent of the time are eating well then you can regularly exercise and have the energy within yourself to be able to do that 
And then because you've done some regular exercise, your body needs regular sleep. Yeah, that's right. And for some of you who have listened, regular listeners before, you know that we'll have talked about the sleep patterns and the body clock. And it's just about making sure that you get regular sleep where you go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time and do that for seven days a week. And also just be aware that you need probably between seven and 10 hours sleep a night, depending on your age and the type of person you are and what you're doing each day. So if your body feels good, it's so much easier for your mind to feel good. And the last thing to remember on self-care is it is not selfish. It's selfless. Because if you're in a good state of mind, then everybody else around you is going to be able to deal with you being a really, really good person. So make sure you look after yourself and then everybody else will respond in a positive way to you, hopefully. <laughs> and talking about everybody else, this is the last tip we're going to look at and it's called social support. It's about staying connected with people that you're good friends with, that have a positive effect on you, and also your loved ones, your family. Yeah, staying connected with your loved ones, staying connected with your social circle is really, really important. So it can be about just reaching out, chatting to people, sharing your thoughts, your challenges with each other, about sharing your goals and your path, and sharing the positives, and also sharing the things that you need support with. What it's important to do is not to just have a moan fest and think, right, okay, I'm going to go into school and moan about my exams and that teacher. I'm going to go to work and moan about the boss or whatever. It's about thinking about, okay, this situation isn't working. How can we move it forward? How can we find that solution? How can we maybe practice some mindfulness together? How can we exercise together? How can we support each other in certain areas? And having like-minded people around you create a positive environment is an absolute winner and a key to you practicing your own self-care but also inspiring others to achieve the best that they can that particular day yeah that's brilliant so if you practice some of those things that we've just explored one of the great things that that will do it will boost your own confidence and therefore your self-esteem now self-esteem is one of the hardest things to have because Everyone is critical of everything and we judge ourselves harder than we would others and constantly overanalyzing ourselves. So if we practice how to manage our emotional resilience, you will also build your own self-esteem and think more positive about yourself. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit like seeing a really amazing painting and going, wow, that's really, really incredible. Look at that. And if you see yourself as you see that painting you're going to be able to reboot your resilience. Now, do remember when the person was painting that amazing painting, they will have made some mistakes along the way. They will have criticised their painting. They will have looked at it at the end and thought, well, if only I'd have done that as well. But you're still going to see it and think, yeah, look at that. That is my favourite painting. And just remember, if you're building your own confidence and self-esteem, somebody's going to look at you and go, you're an amazing person. And if you feel that inside yourself, then that's going to bring your world into harmony. Absolutely. And yeah, with everything, practice perseverance, whether you're working towards your goals or whether you're working towards building your self-esteem, your confidence. In the words of our lovely eight-year-old granddaughter, trust the process and don't give up. <laughs> I love that when she says that, trust the process. It's brilliant. 
So if you'd like to trust the process and boost your resilience, you can find loads of tools on our website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk. You can also find more and more tools on our social media. If you go to our Facebook, Instagram or TikTok, TikTok. you will find loads on there. You can also join our YouTube channel and subscribe to that. And we're also on LinkedIn because we are. <laughs> we're everywhere. <laughs> we are everywhere. And keep building that and keep adding your rubber bands to that bouncy, elastic rubber band ball that we talked about earlier. And we look forward to catching you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.